Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Triforce Acts podcast. This is episode 19, and today we're going to talk about econ traits. I was going to like try to find like a really exciting way to say that, but I mean, I mean, mercenaries, pirates, space pirates, Tom Kench, woo, I'm Spicy Appies. <laughs> Joining today by my co-host, Jirachi. Hello. And Ram Kev. Hello. It is uh, I. We- <laughs> we may also be joined for, for anyone who's uh watching and not listening we may also be joined by Jirachi's roommate's cat um lucy who was here a moment ago we have a camp set up for her if she comes back but uh yeah we'll, we'll keep you updated on that one but uh, before we get into things we will do what we always do uh my week was great i've just been playing tft i was just telling uh everyone that i I uh, have not been able to sleep well this week because I literally, I like, I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up at like the ass crack of dawn and I'm like, oh shit, TF2. TF2? Like, Jake sucks? <laughs> huh? Like I just started thinking about TFT at like, like six oh o'clock in the morning God. and I can't go back to bed. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's my week. I've been having fun. I had a good stream yesterday. Um, I, got, I, I won my first like singles tournament. And, and TFT yesterday, which was very cool. That was fun. Yeah. It was a great tournament, great stream, good time. So. How's your been, Drachi? Um, I'm, I want this cat to come back. That's how my week's yeah. going. <laughs> For, oh my god. There, this cat hopped on my lap at like 440, was here for the entire like setup. And like two minutes before the show, she just hops off and is now in the corner. And I want her to come back really badly. <laughs> um, it's a- it's actually a daily occurrence now, and I'm down to make this a recurring segment of just Jirachi's roommate's cat. It's not even my cat. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Like the game still feels meh. I've been hiding on Smurf for the past week. It's fine. I don't know. I'm just getting I'm gearing I'm just gearing myself up for casting stuff. That's about all. I thought you were looking kind of blue. I know everyone is cringed. I cringed too, but I'm just hoping I I'm I'm just waiting to be able to announce stuff. That's all. Oh yeah. Man, I I immediately read that Smurf joke. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, Kevin? And the podcast now. Oh, that was a Smurf joke. I didn't even realize yeah. that was a Smurf joke. It was that bad. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, you know, I want to die. I want to die. I had a great week. Uh, let's see. Except I, I had a TA for a course. But outside of that, I had these. So so for those that don't know, I play, I play some gotcha games. I'm a gotcha game enthusiast. But I don't mm-hmm. spend money on them. I had a I had a great week of uh rolling for anime waifus. So uh you know Is this like Genshin or Genshin, Fate Grand Order, the whole it's just those two, but you know Oh gotcha. You got the kid there, and the little. There's a there was a point where I was playing like four gotcha games simultaneously. It, it was it was getting pretty bad, but I had a I had a pretty good roll. I was rolling for the new character that came out, Shenha, and I hit like a another five star with her. It was the first time I've lost a 50-50 on the pity, but <laughs> I don't know. What that means. It's so basically if you're rolling for like a uh, specific character, like a five cost or five not a five cost, five star in, in mm-hmm. Genshin, 
you're guaranteed to hit it on your second five star. But the first five star that you find can be completely random. So basically, that's why it's like a 50-50. Oh, so okay. either you hit it on the first one or you hit it on the second one. And so I've been hitting on the first one every time. This is the first time that I didn't hit on the first one because I actually hit the other five star on the... It's like I rolled 10 times and I got two five stars. But I got extremely lucky, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that seems awfully per I feel like that that feels like like hatching a draconic anger. It is. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's the four fun feature. Like, <laughs> oddly, oddly, that is like pretty pertinent to what we're talking about today. It's um, true. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know Ramblin plays Genshin as well. I want. Yeah, I, 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 I got Ramblin added. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> TFT, wait, is there like PvP? Can we do like a TFT Genshin tournament? I just, uh, oh, there's no PvP here, right? in Genshin, but there's like, you can visit other people's worlds, but there's oh. also not much you can do when you visit people's worlds. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a TFT Genshin party, I guess. I, I wonder if Spencer still plays. I know he was playing Genshin a lot, at, I think in like set four, maybe? There was some, it was either set four or set five where he basically wasn't playing TFT. He was just playing Genshin and he just came to tournaments and smurfed anyways. Yeah, so <laughs> oh i barely so the thing is i barely play genshin for the game for like the game content although it has pretty good game content i just do it so that i can roll like a degenerate <laughs> you don't get enough of that in tft yeah, no, TF no, 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 completely different. those units go away <laughs> they don't stick around <laughs> tft looking at us. so speaking of gotcha I, I mentioned earlier, our theme of the day, because we have those now, is uh, we're going to be talking about economy, cold, hard cash throughout the history of TFT. Um, so if anyone doesn't know what an economy trade is, uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's, it's a trade in TFT that helps you get money. It either gives you units that you can sell for money. It gives you... I mean, would you count items as an as economy? Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's like a trade that... It gives you no combat power, so, you know, if it doesn't give you any combat power, the only other thing that it can do is, like... Gives you resources. Gives you resources. Yeah. And there have been a lot throughout the set where we're gonna... First, I got a little chronologically here, because the thing is, Merc is super popular right now, and Yordle is really, obviously, popular as well. Like it, coming off last patch, uh, we were now on patch... Is it 12.1? Is that what 12. it is? 12.1, yes. Where... Uh, you know, this is the patch after Kaisa being really like, everyone just playing Kaisa doing the four two. Like Yordle full open into four two, no one plays the fucking game, and then everyone just dies because they didn't play the game. Uh, we're coming off of that patch, and so now more than ever, I think people's eyes are on econ traits. But you know, while they are, I think played much more consistently right now. But like game, I think a lot more people are trying to play econ traits like every single game than historically. There have been some pretty crazy econ traits. Uh, yeah, and they're they're they've been busted at certain points, like busted. Yeah, <laughs> bussin. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I so the first one was uh was pirates in set one. I didn't play set one. I don't know what this did, but anyone anyone know? <laughs> um, from from the uh, League of Legends wiki. 
when while at least three pirates are in play at the end of each round against another player, spawns a chest that grants between zero and four gold. Hell yeah! <laughs> zero gold! Just, Let's go. just basic of an econ trade as you can get, pretty much. Which, like, I we were talking in pre-show and I completely forgot that trade existed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I just remember because I remember Gangplank was in set one and I knew he was a pirate there, too, so. Gangplank has always been, like, uh... I, I want to say he's always been associated with some kind of econ trait. Yeah. I um, I know, I mean, I guess, yeah, pirate. I didn't even think about this before, but pirates in set one, Gangplank, and then, yeah. <laughs> like, set three is just in space. It's just fucking called space pirates. Space pirates is a normal pirate. <laughs> Well done, Riot Games. Oh, look, oh, look, the game's in space now. What are the pirates? They're space pirates. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's like, that is as simple as an econ trick can get, I guess. You yeah. just get some like, No, nothing big. Just some extra gold if you got the units in. You know, they're just, they, you, sometimes you get the gold, sometimes you don't. And I guess that's, that's that. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I'm curious. It was GP. Was he like the, was he like a clone of what he is now, or is he now a clone of what he was in set one, or is like a whole different? No, team? it was so different. He used to like lay down barrels. Oh, explode the barrels on the enemy team. I forgot he does that in league fight. now. Yeah, like yeah. he. That's his. Yeah, that's his thing in league. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, yeah, that's not a particularly exciting econ trait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very very vanilla. You know, very yeah, vanilla. that's super very vanilla. Forward. The uh the thing is, I feel like now econ traits are set up as this like, I mean it's like a gotcha game. It's like you 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 say you see three merc on T one like oh shit, I could go eighth, but imagine like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like you know there's that really hype build up of uh of like loose shrieking, building shit up, and then all of a sudden you get rewarded in one big go. It's just a huge hit of dopamine essentially yeah i think right. one of the big things about econ traits now that they've kind of figured out is having a high roll possibility out of them um with like with fortune with the giant cash outs with mercs with like oh you hit the jackpot pot and you get like an item component like high rolling out of nowhere um on like one loss or these insane th these insane chests once you get up to like the 10 12 loss range um there's always some kind of like big jackpot high rolling component now to the econ traits except for yordle yordle's not really um well, i mean I, your big jackpot but, is bakar yeah they're they're still they're <laughs> still, still a little three, bit baby. but you can also like hit the three cost yordles right rather than like yeah like, if you see a vex on two like two two after you just played three yordle like oh my god that i i had rolled out of my mind yeah right? and we and we can probably talk about it later which i think like yordles aren't as high roll because they exist in the, at the same time as mercs and mercs have the high roll component but even draconic which was basically an econ which is an econ focused trait and not so much like oh you build up this giant chest and then you cash out um it still had like the four or five turn eggs that you could insanely high roll and so the golden eggs the gold yep Shout out <laughs> the to Spen golden spencer team. five turn golden egg at regionals yeah well, we'll uh, we will get to the golden egg. So, the yeah, set one pirates super simple. Uh, there was nothing in set two, right? I don't think no. so. And that's the thing, you know. Like, I I, I will say if anybody remembers playing in set two, 
you know like three star four costs how they're all like super common nowadays like i feel like every you know every other game maybe every three games you'll probably see one like it's you, you see one and you're not that surprised and set two you know those are not a thing and I think it might have something to do with econ trades because in set two there was nothing mm. you know all there was were you know the boards changed because of the elements no way to generate econ I remember set two was when I started like actually playing and there was this person that flamed me for going for a three star brand they're like you are so dumb I hit the three star brand and they're like why would you do that and then I went first you know, so, you know, fuck that guy. Fuck, <laughs> fuck guy. Because they were, like, so uncommon, though, right? You would never, ever, ever see something like that for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were super high roll back then. Like, now, as I think especially, like, set three, they still felt pretty high roll. Um, But I, starting in set four, especially because of Chosen, because of um fortune like there there were a lot of caches with fortune giving nikos and then like lucky lantern and the dice like from that point onwards three star forecast didn't even like they haven't felt that high roll like they're still pretty high they're still pretty high roll but it's there's just so much more chances to get them now from there's so much more gold and the econ trade's just giving so much more shit that can get you there and yeah i mean you know like we complain about hey like this three star four cost feels like real bad right now or something yeah. like along those like yeah. back in those days when you couldn't even hit them well i i'm pretty sure they were all op they all had to be op because it was so like uh -huh. fine nowadays like you know the, the people over at tft actually have to balance these units because it's so easy yeah exactly it's so telling, like how much how much more economy is getting funneled in the game when there isn't an econ trade. Or I want to talk about set three and set three worlds in particular a little bit um, with Big Bang Galaxy. But uh, yeah, when that much money is funneled in the game, like you, it's very telling when they have to start actually balancing the three star four costs. Like Team O three can't do like thirty thousand damage anymore because <laughs> you know what people can hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like like Matt, like back. Back in the back in the old days when the dinosaurs existed and three star four cost yeah <laughs> or like like Jin's Jin three's third shot doing like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yeah. like I uh, yeah I was just um, the numbers were, were always pretty funny so in set three the econ trait was uh like we said we alluded to earlier I just said earlier was uh, pirates in space <laughs> fuck yeah space pirates <laughs> um it was it was Darius GP it was a five cost GP. Darius GP Graves. Graves was in there. He was a one. Oh class. yeah, yeah. Um, was Jace a space pirate? Am I yeah, yeah. Jace was a space pirate. Gra Graves, Darius, Jace, and Gangplank. Yeah. In order. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wasn't there? I thought there was five. Oh, it was, it no, was two it and was, four, right? It was two, two and four, four, and four required a Gangplank. Yeah. So, um. And the, the the difference, like for people who didn't play set three, it was when they when a space pirate killed a unit, it had a fifty percent chance to drop a gold, and on two pirates and on four pirates, it had an additional thirty three percent chance to drop a component. So and you could get spats. Yep. Yes, 
Including it's, fat. <laughs> it, it's based it's kind of what Tom Kench is right now, but across four units, and honestly, I'm that might have been like the healthiest <laughs> econ trait low-key. Because you also if you wanted to actually farm gold from it, you had to itemize for, for the most part, you had to itemize the space pirates. You yeah. couldn't yeah, just you couldn't yeah. just plop three pirates on your board, <laughs> build up this huge chest, not itemize them at all, and then cash out. They actually had to invest in the units themselves. Like, a random Darius 1 wasn't... Like, it could kill shit. It wasn't really. But if you actually itemized AP on him and got him to chain these dunks and just farm the entire board and get, like, get, like, three, four gold from killing an entire level 7 board, then it was... It was actually worth it, and even then, it was like three, four gold. It's not insane, but it's good enough that like you felt good itemizing it. Yeah, that one was yeah. like the ultimate, like actually first or eight. You know, I think like <laughs> nowadays, I feel like a lot of these econ trades aren't really first or eight. You know, like they're first or first. They yeah, lean well... very heavily towards first, but that one was like, if I don't find one GP. Yeah. My ass is grass. I can't play the game or you're going to have to play something else or whatever. Well, yeah, you know what it was, was that best in slot was just like as many ice cream cones as you could get. Yeah. And then like 4-2, half of Lobby would, would just fucking send it <laughs> looking for a, looking for a, um, yeah, I think like this 4-2 meadow was bad. Everyone just <laughs> sent it for a GP at, well, at some point in set three. I think they buffed GP, uh, his base damage by like, like 50 or 100 or something and all of a sudden people realized that that was like a pretty big buff and that if you hit a gp at, at four two with you know a bunch of chalices or like a rabbit or anything just the whole board goes and you get infinite items the thing is like gp was always like a high value unit for like the entirety of set three like starting mm -hmm. in set three you would just play gp with like rebels for example for the stun uh, that was really yeah. strong yeah. it was stupid strong um like Back, if anybody remembers, like the Rebel comp was just Rebels plus any of the five cards <laughs> that you could play. And you just stick them on your board. Outside of like Echo and Thresh. Echo and <laughs> Thresh belonged in the cyber side of the OP comps. And then everybody else fit on, <laughs> fit on Rebels. Because they yeah. all had cross energies. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, GP was really strong for like... There was the the Sork GP build. Yeah, the Sork's Sork's GP, GP, yeah. On Just one shot the entire board. Get double strike one and one shot the whole board twice. One shot the whole board. You know, you play GP when you're playing like the flexible the flexible mech, uh, for example, right? Because mm -hmm. um, he would give you demolitionist. Demolitionist was such a good synergy. Yeah, it was have on a, on a super good. And that's I think that's one of the big things about set three, uh, econ trait compared to especially compared to now is that. I think they've realized more that like the units need to not be insane because like like honestly Jace was a fucking ridiculously good unit in set three. Uh, GP was such a good five cost. Darius was great for a two cost. He could just carry the game if you had the right the right items, the right uh the right setup for him. Like there was that celestial build with him where you just run celestial and like you'd run GP or you'd run a uh, yeah, you'd run yeah. Jace Darius and farm infinite money and then like Darius two or Darius three would just carry your whole game. Uh, but yeah, those are definitely exactly. like numbers. You can sort of tune the numbers for those. Because there were moments yeah. in set three when like Darius is trash. 
you know, there were some patches where nobody was playing Darius at all just because he would, like, do nothing. And you'd be like, oh. There he is. Yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah, think, the, cat's uh, here. the thing is that I, they, they almost made the, the not, I wouldn't say the same mistake, but it was almost the same in this set, right? Because on, on PBE, GP for a little bit, like for one patch in particular, I think on the PBE, one like Oh, not PBE. even, first patch. GP. Was it, yeah, there was the first one. Patch he got one, buffed patch though, one as well. Um, yeah, no, patch one GP and patch one MF were ridiculous. Yeah, and this like, is, this is probably the set strong. Um, and it was like, like well, like if you you like loose streak mercs is really strong right now, but back then it would just be win streak mercs. Like GP would just come the the and you could just yeah, you just three star him and it was fine. Yeah. They uh yeah <laughs> the units themselves have been tuned down a lot. Which I think it is yeah again very telling of how strong it is to have a trait that is. I mean because the thing is right, uh, traits are are good and all, but. A trait's never going to be amazing unless it's like super fucking broke. Take Imperial, for example. The trait's not going to be amazing unless the units are good and they work well together for the most part, right? So Imperial in, in set six is a good example of this where they just buffed the shit out of it because like the trait was already insane. Like the, the amount of damage you get out of that trait is fucking crazy. But the thing is, I mean, the, and the Imperial units are not bad even. But um, like they, they like, don't really synergize they, well with each other. Yeah, they don't do anything together. They yeah. don't do like anything together. I even say like Swain was already amazing. Like Sion was was pretty good. Talon was great, uh, and Samira was was fine. And like you would just you'd have all these okay units, all okay to like amazing units with this amazing synergy. But you just put them on a board together, and then yeah, make it make you, it. You have like two dead slots basically, and you'd be like, ow. Oh, yeah. So if an econ trait is uh, <laughs> you talk about this more later as well, but. If an econ, I think they realize that if an econ trait, even if it doesn't give any like actual battle stats or like battle effect, um, if all the units are just fucking cracked, it's gonna be really, really good, like really, really good. Um, you know, if you get to play Jace, GP, Darius, and not that like space pirates were super like over centralizing. Um, yeah, they were never like very... you know the top top. Well, they they were, but it was For never bit, like yeah. the most consistent. Like, yeah, if you have. Like, it's not like, oh, I hit early Darius and a Jace. Well, it's sometimes Tom. it was. But, like, you know, or, like, a Darius Graves. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's about to go down. Like at, different, at different points, though, like, hitting an early Darius Jace was pretty cracked. Especially yeah, yeah. if you Darius could, if you could itemize the Darius. Because, like, early Jace was pretty good in set three. And, so um, and the Dar Darius, if you had the items for him, he can just... He can clean up fights and really get your econ going, and then you can use that either to just push eight, like do whatever you want there, or opt in opt into trying to find gangplank. Um, mm -hmm. and that even like extending into competitive, like we don't. I'm I barely remember set three competitive except for worlds, and war and we saw Juanzi basically one trick space pirates at worlds and was basically oh, I do going. Remember that. He was yeah. going only first or eighth, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it was something he was opting into was the thing, and it wasn't. He didn't win worlds off it, which yeah, showed like kind of showed like strategy, you know? this. The strategy is not consistent. You can find success, but you're not like going to be the best in the world when this is your only strategy. But it is viable for like putting yourself in the conversation, which I think is okay. Yeah, 
I uh, I did want to talk a little bit about it. Worlds in, in set three as an example. We were talking about four costs. Um, this is just kind of quickly circles back to that and that like so. so big bang galaxies added before uh, Worlds in set three, which is a galaxy where like you basically got a ton of free money, ton of you got a free fawn, all this crazy stuff, right? So super high roll lobbies. Free rerolls, um, free, free. Yeah, it was just yeah. There's there's so much going on, and at that Worlds, like we saw. <laughs> I think it was a three-star four-cost one almost every single lobby in the last day. Um, doubles hit Teemo three at least twice that last day, right? Am I crazy? Something like that. Yeah. Honestly, that's like easily the. I, I don't think there's going to be space pirates, much so. argument against Big Bang's inclusion in set three worlds is the biggest mistake that <laughs> will ever make in competitive. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever going to change. Good and old big uh, galaxy. Yeah. Ima imagine triple lucky lantern plus like what was fuck, what was the set five for fun mechanic? I don't even I don't even remember anymore. Set five one was Lucky Lantern, right? Uh, said, oh no, it was uh Stimmy. Well, Stimmy, Stimmy. Uh yeah, five point five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or like um like the double radiant items. Like imagine every fourth imagine like the four oh, fun things that are supposed radiant. to not be competitive. And are supposed to get people to just like, oh, we're just gonna go out with a bang. Yeah, imagine that, but at worlds. <laughs> like <laughs> it just goes to show that like giving people too much gold, and this is what I wanted to say, is that giving people too much gold can be a bad thing. <laughs> it also uh, sometimes it, exacerbates a lot of problems, you know. Yes. It's like it's like, you know, rich get richer and the poor get diddly squat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that's why econ traits can be insane, and they can also be. I mean, if you look at Merc right now, I feel like every time you see someone get Merc on two, and you're like, oh, they they probably won the game. Yeah, they, they yeah. probably it's won. One of those things, right? Like the, they didn't really deserve it, or like they didn't do anything besides like get Merc drop for them, or like unless they the roll once on four, because then they're a fucking Chad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Over that shit, um, yeah, if they roll a zero on four, that's that that's committed to the cause. That, that's somebody that de deserves to go top four because they're straight up gambling. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're flipping a they're flipping a coin straight up saying, "If I don't hit, I'm I'm okay with you know my game going to shit." If they hit early mercs, it's like, well, great. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And I, thank you. I feel like it's been that way in competitive too. Where like we, um, the the moments from competitive where we think with with the, involving the econ traits aren't even necessarily like the good ones aren't. You just got gifted fortune or draconic, and you you just top four and and, sure. and you and you take your free first and get out it's like people who were forcing it like solace at set four regionals was basically basically hard forcing fortune yep and yes. he, he got like 11th or something so um, need first it's like he, that's yeah. the way to do it right? i mean he yeah. topped he topped like second day i want to say yeah he um he did he did really well the first two days and just didn't end up doing as well the third day but on on the flip side, Zaiku at set four worlds, like kind of just got fortune and got a free. I'm I full flame got the most undeserved first I think I've ever seen in a competitive game. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I was in that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in that game. Sad. Well, it seems like a great time to start talking about Fortune, which I think is wait, kind wait, of wait, the We haven't talked of... about Mark yet, though. Oh, the, the, the right! Mist, the missed unit the... of set three. 3.5. The hidden econ trait. My bad. Yeah, it turns out that uh, anyone who does not know, Bard was Astro... What was he? Astro... Astro Mystic. Mystic. What was it called? Mystic. Yeah, Mystic was the synergy. In the... He, <laughs> he kind of single-handedly turned Astro into an econ trait, but he was—he didn't even need it. He was just... So what he did was uh, he'd farm meeps every time <laughs> his spell. If, <laughs> the fucked up thing is that it was his spell. It wasn't like every round you get a meep, right? It was every time he casts, you get a meep. So, so if, you're, if like, you're playing Bard and you're like, oh, my board is ass and no meeps for you, <laughs> you don't get any meeps. My f my favorite game from set three that I like still have a vod of just for me was Nicoverse when you got when everyone just got two Nicos. I got dropped the bard from orb, double Nicoed the bard, and was level seven yep. at two six. <laughs> yeah, I Hell. wish I was joking. Hell what yeah, bard. No, 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 Every the play is you Nico one bard, then you wait for the bard because you have two bards in there farming meeps at the same time. And then you wait to upgrade, and then you Nico again for the second part again. Wait, was that actually the play? Maybe I don't was know. It? I don't. I genuinely, who who cares? I need I need to look at the numbers. I, I need to look at numbers. But like, yeah, it's just more. And Bard, Bard became kind of ubiquitous in set three at some yeah. point. What the Meeps did is, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, is that so he'd farm Meeps with his spell. And then you could they'd go on the prop on your bench and you could sell them to get XP. I think it was one XP per meep, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so, so something simple like Yeah, that. and so he also had to trade Astro, which you definitely need to play with him. Um you didn't need to play Astro for him. But if you did play Astro for him, that what how much did it reduce his mana by? It was like a pretty significant margin. Um, right? I wanna say thirty-three-ish. It was 30. a lot. It, whatever it was, it reduced Bard 2's number of autos from three to two. Oh, it re reduces mana cost by 30. That, sure. Yeah. And then Bard, let's see. Bard was... Uh, I, don't, I, I don't understand these numbers. I think, was he like 80 or 100 or something? Well, He didn't have enough mana. For it, might, it might have been like 90, but then like his... Hit, but with star level, it scaled how much extra mana he got from autos. So it went yeah, from like yeah, six yeah. to three or something. It was it was a passive that like generate. So bards of passive was like he generates mana passively. Yeah, so um, it went from five to twenty to ninety, and it scaled up a baby. That was it was ninety. It was ninety mana then. Bard, yeah, that's yeah. right, right, right. He also so this is also the time when. So it doesn't work like this anymore. So Ruins has been through a lot of changes. It now only applies like physical damage. Um, like if you have like a, let's say a, what's an on hit effect? Like Talon, if Talon has a Ruins, he does not apply his bleed on the Ruins proc, right? That yeah. was different in set five. Set five, that would work. In set four, there is set four and back, there was an interaction between, it, it would might be even beyond that. So there's an interaction between uh, Shojin and Ruins where Shojin was an on-hit effect 
uh, or it was on on attack effect, right? Or I guess it was on hit. What you call it? On hit. Yeah. Because so Runa didn't work with on attack. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So what Shoujin would do, what you could do is you would just build Runan's Shoujin, and you'd be getting so much fucking like Runan's Shoujin Rage Blade. <laughs> you'd be getting infinite mana, and then you just put those items in, like a Janna too. Uh, at the end of the game. And like, you're like, oh, quick nine. Janet with those items just CCs the board for forever in Star Guardians. It was just, yeah. You play Legendaries, you get you get Janet, you put like... Ace Oil with Morales. Your boy Urgot comes in, eats the whole team. Yep. Yeah, cause he, he pulled people into his like one-shot thing. So basically, Bard was just fucking cracked. Like, he just got mana from every source possible. And, and you'd get... I mean, you could farm like how how many memes do you think you could farm up to and rig reasonably in a given round? It depends on like what board you're playing against, but like sometimes like you can farm Mystic like five memes easy, right? Like you can yeah, farm yeah, five, and that's like five gold. That's the equivalent of five gold in one round. Fuck it, play space pirates as well. <laughs> Ten gold in one round. <laughs> like you're you're not getting. You're not getting five gold with Yordles in a turn. I'll tell you. Actually, well, you're you're getting it, but you're you're waiting until you have Vagar and then you sell Vagar for five gold. But other than that, you're not nice. getting five gold from Yordles. Yeah, um, we can. I think we're we're good now, so we can now look at Fortune. I think Fortune is kind of the birth of modern day econ trade. Ah, God, um, I hated Fortune. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so dumb. So. Oh. What Fortune did, it was basically Merc in that you would, uh, so you couldn't see what you were getting every single, like, in Merc, you'd, like, check the chest, see what you get. You'd basically, you'd want to lose Streak. There was three and six Fortune. Uh, six Fortune, you just got better stuff, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so you would just lose Streak up to, I think it was up to 12 as well. And then, you know, if you got, like, a 12 Fortune cash out, it was the fattest shit. You got, but like, some Miko's out though. You got five costs. You probably get an upgraded five cost out of it. Like there's, or oh, you yeah. could get three thieves, thieves, thieves and lose the game. It yeah. really, it was, it was a big dopamine hit of gambling all at once. Which like I think Riot has figured out. Some people like playing the game like that. Um, <laughs> so which. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like, okay, this you have this one trait that's now just so, like, game... It's so incredibly game-warping. And it's yeah, it's kind of similar to Mercs. Like, you hit 2-1 Fortune, like, you were probably... Unless you had a garbage cash, you were probably winning the game. But at least with Mercs now, like, 99% of the time you hit 2-1 Mercs, you're winning the game. With Fortune then, it was probably, like, 95 <laughs> like you had the possibility of just getting TGs and that was it, and that cash was garbage. But you it had to Rax at EU regionals. Yeah, you had you had seven <laughs> loss. The seven loss was basically the god cash. It was like the sweet spot because you could get there. There was a cash option which was a five cost and two Nikos, or like two two five cost and two Nikos, or something like that. So you could hit Samira too when Samira was a five cost carry and was batshit insane as a two cost five star carry. You could see that on three three. Yep. If you got the god cash. And <laughs> I, you would I, be like fifty HP and just win the game from fifty HP. It's not like Mercs now where you're like, oh, you try to dip down to twenty ish and like just to be safe. No, you would cash at fifty. Mm -hmm. And would, like whether the cash is bad or good, like you probably win the game anyway. 
so and like the thing about fortune i feel like for fortune right it took a while to for people to sort of catch on that fortune was like this busted busted trait <laughs> like absolutely just like it kept on ramping up because fortune was there from like the beginning of set four and not too many people played fortune like not a lot of people played fortune at the beginning of set four right but like the longer this i think they might have buffed it a little bit as the set went on but like the longer it went on and like the longer that you know going into 4.5 like going from four to even at the end of four people were starting to realize this fortune thing is kind of like pretty good and then 4.5 came around and then there was even more like holy shit you know fortune and like regionals you saw a lot of fortune at worlds you saw a lot like a lot of fortune like everybody was playing fortune like when they could get it and that's the thing because like you know fortune apologists this is how i like to refer to them they'll tell you that playing fortune was a skill you know you had you had to be skilled in order to pivot a fortune board into like an actual board no the skill was deciding to play fortune whenever you got it that was the skill because like it was it's not hard to pivot a fortune board i'll tell you i i would tell i told everyone this fortune it's not hard to the only the only hard parts about fortune is playing it and then not being too greedy on your cash out because if you're too greedy that's when you die but you shouldn't as long as you're not greedy, cashing out on Fortune and pivoting your board is like the easiest shit of all time. Uh, like, just look at Mercs right now. It's basically, it's very similar. It's very similar. As long as you're not too greedy with Mercs, you, you get your 7 loss, you get your 8 loss or whatever, you're at 30 health, you're probably fine. You're probably, you know, top 4 for free. It's when you decide to go for the big stuff and you kind of wait and the whole lobby is spiked and you're like, well, this was a mistake. But like that's more of a you know turn brain off, turn brain off to the extreme. But it yeah, just, like, it rewards yeah. you for not playing the game. Yeah, like, and I th- I think it it speaks to how much you could get from fortune with like not quite enough risk because like once you hit like the seven eight lost caches like those were already good enough to win you the game from there yeah. pretty much automatically for the like, most part people were playing three star a soul they were playing two star swain they were playing yeah. fucking two star samira i know my boy pie hat with the three star samira the fucking yeah. pot of bowl hit fucking a soul three every other game on day two at worlds playing fortune like mm-hmm. It was so consistent and it was so easy to play that if you didn't decide to play it, I didn't play any fortune. By the way, yeah. that tournament, I did not play any. I just won. <laughs> Chatting. Neither. Chatting. Neither, <laughs> did a, neither did jaywalking. So you know, it wasn't that broken. It's still pretty busted though. Just you know? annoying, right? It's just that, like it's annoying because like, oh, I did play fortune one game actually. I'll tell you about Bro. this game. It wow, was this game. Cringe play. It was the it was the game. I, did. I forget who the other um who was the other Korean player? Um SCSC. SC it was either eight lanes or SCSC. One of them straight up just open forded on like two five. No, on two six. They were like 
they had no lose streak they had like no reason to open for it and i was in their rotation and just like i'm gonna grief myself and they went eight because they decided to open port and then i went like seventh or sixth or something because they broke my fortune streak it was the dumbest like the one time i played fortune this fucking moron comes over here and is like no 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 i'll grief you for no reason <laughs> but yeah other than that like you know it, it's free it, it's it's so free yeah and i think you had set four was i think people like started rolling for like fortune like set three as far as i can remember people weren't really rolling for space pirates because mm-hmm, yeah. it wasn't really well it might have been worth it but we didn't have a concept of that yet because we were forced at the game let's be honest yeah. um but set four was people were like oh let's roll let's actively roll for fortune yeah, and it's like you basically open for, for for carousel you know get whatever the fortune unit you're missing off of care like usually the three costs right you go for the three costs and then you know you might be missing like an annie or a kench and then you know people had these odds people had the odds they were like well how much gold can i be to be expected to hit like uh you know an annie or a kench if you need one of the, like either of those two they would like roll the gold hit fortune like could two five fortune was really easy and then you'd hit it you'd mm-hmm. lose seven rounds you cash out you get a free top two Yep. And Roll that, up with your two star yeah. Swain, three star Asel, and be like, "What up?" You I guys play the uh, game for I think it really compounded with with uh, with chosen as well because you could just see three star four costs like, like you could probably see them on stage three to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. Nico. Yeah. yeah. I'll say though, kind of the flip side. I think set four with fortune is also when there there were some players that started to really get known for being being like good at those econ traits if that's even a thing but like setsuko i think is the name that stuck out to me like if i saw him have fortune i don't care what when he cashes out even if he cashes at four or five he's winning the game that's where some of the skill from fortune actually came in like being able like recognizing when to like i'm hard forcing this shit also like playing out of a grief streak like that's act that is actually where some of the skill of the econ yeah, yeah. Traits out comes of the from streak yeah like, like a lot more difficult than like, yeah the straight up yeah. loss streak the, the straight up loss streak takes no skill no. it's uh, yeah there's like no some skill. there's some skill in like saving hp actually. there's some skill in saving hp but that's skill and just the game in general that's not specific to fortune at all but like setsuko i would i'd see him gives his cash griefed on like four loss and he would still win the lobby from there and just like holy shit this guy is really good at converting like this little bit of an advantage he got into just the most capped shit ever and that is where some of the skill comes in i think like in how it influences competitive like you have these players who are genuinely good at the econ traits and we look at like I, th- I also think about like the lab partners tourney where Set- Setsuko was playing co- quite a bit of Mercs and he was he was smashing with Mercs, and then day two finals Soju got this insane Merc cash out, and he impressed event still went forth that game because his bo- like he just couldn't hit a good board coming out of his cash. I, so I like, remember that. Yeah. I also played Mercs one of those games and I hit three star Urgot and I lost a two star yeah. Cho'Gat. 
It's not that there's Lord, unfortunately. It's, it's not that there's literally no skill in these traits, but there is like the skill floor is raised for sure. There is still a pretty high skill ceiling. I but like hitting hitting two one fortune, hitting two one mercs, the skill floor just get it gets raised up so much. And that's part yeah, of part of part of the issue hmm. with having these econ traits in the game, but also like Riot. I think especially coming off Fortune and seeing like how well received quote unquote Fortune was. Like yeah. there there's going to be one of these every set. It's yeah. fun. It is fun casually. It is it it's, is it's fun. Big, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, like it is a big fucking dopamine rush when you get your cash. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. I uh I mean I think no one can say that uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk in a second here about the other kind of there's two sides to econ traits right now, and the other one can start in set five. We'll talk about that in two seconds here um, but yeah i feel like like this was when they started to realize that having something like that in the set makes it so that pretty casually uh casuals are like oh it's so fun God. it's so fun. youtube video farmers they're youtube <laughs> video farmers oh my god i hit three star blah 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 you won't believe omg like and, and, then and open open face yeah no shade to anyone who enjoys that kind of trade though because i mean i if i see merc and I mean, obviously, I see Marker Two. I'm excited because I'll probably win the game. But like, I'm just excited because fuck yeah, I get a get a big dopamine rush this game. Yeah. And that's I mean that's that's part of the fun of TFT. So. I just the- I remember at the end of set four, I was like doing an interview, and I was like, I just hope that they. I, it might have been on Team Fight Talk Show. I was like, I hate Fortune. I hope that they like go in the other direction, which they did it. In fact, nope, they went absolutely in the worst not direction. Um, but like I, per- I was like, man, it, this this trade takes like minimal skill for like you know for a lot for like a lot of a lot of cases, and I was like, it just feels weird to have like this this trade that guarantees you like a top four from like two one. You know, if there's something that tells you, if there's something where you can be like it's two one, I get free LP. That's like a from like a competitive standpoint, that's kind of a problem, you know. Metabolic accelerator. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, 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 I skipped metabolic. Like, oh my god! I skipped metabolic to take a sniper emblem, and I got first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, so, the other side of the coin that we're going to talk about, which so the funny thing is that set four and set five econ traits are now both basically in a. It, to a degree, both in um, in set six. So set five introduced Draconic, and what Draconic did was it would hatch your little, it'll hatch your, your little lads, little lads and lasses <laughs> that you could see yourself in your little little Zyras. Oh, Ash action. <laughs> um, so they 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 moved away from like the high roll. I think the you want to just go on a super big loss streak and then and then uh. You know, kind of show this big dopamine hit, and they they made it into a every single round you have this trade and you get an egg. You can te- you, you can high roll an egg, right? You, you, yeah, you, you nurture these little eggs. With yeah, hatch. they'll carry you uh, eventually, right? Somebody so, will you, come and chat and be like, "Is it worth it to sell the small eggs?" And you'll have to be like, "No, it's never worth it's, it." Not, it only there were one goal. There were point there there were points where actually selling the one turn eggs was not correct, but you could break even. 
you might be able to do it but like you, you yeah there it was, it was if selling oh i think if selling a one turn egg made you econ it might have been worth Maybe. it but realistically it was like it n never sell an egg unless you need it for bench space yeah so now yordles you can get one one cost two costs three costs right so you can get one to three gold any given turn uh and draconic was basically the same thing you get you could get bigger eggs that gave you so they took yeah. more turns to hatch you wouldn't get one every turn a and one. you got more than one from like the bigger ones usually yeah. like two to three turn yeah. to four turns you usually got well two sometimes you get like you know set udier you might get like an ash yeah. or something like that and sometimes you get a five turn egg that would hatch you a heim run <laughs> on yeah, level yeah, seven yeah. and then you'd win the game <laughs> yeah, yeah you you have your five turn egg really early and you're like ah shit it'd be like three two and you're like do i have enough gold to go seven right now? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which one no, you do it you don't hit the hybrid and you're like <laughs> yeah which, and honestly, i will say that kind of dopamine hit of seeing the four the four turn egg from draconic three or like the four five from five draconic egg hatch that dopamine hit was actually kind of it was kind of fun because there was a build-up yeah like you saw you saw fun. the egg on your bench you're like oh my god four turn egg okay give me four turns okay it's about to hatch okay now let's see what it is it wasn't mm -hmm. it like you knew when it was gonna hatch and there was a build-up which was its own kind of fun but um it, it was it went from like oh this giant cash out all at once to like a more consistent over the course of the game as long as you have it in you just get more yeah. gold and you have a possibility at still hitting a jackpot and it, it which, definitely also lead yeah. more towards like playing reroll right because that's more yeah of, uh, you know what it was going for because you're farming only draconic units you're gonna three star them if you stick to it right and you know those draconic units at various points in the set were like pretty good yeah. like zyra zyra reroll was set good for a good chunk of set five mm -hmm. yeah, and like when, great. when draconic yeah. was used for, for actually rerolling like it's fine and they did in all fairness they did balance the power of the three stars around that for the most part well, like, set three at its peak was fucking busted, and you could hit it on stage three, and you should not be able to do that. But, yeah. like, Zyrus three, 3 was more or less balanced around being, like, you hit it more or less for free. Like, you are expecting to hit Zyra 3 specifically, not just Zyra 2. Mm -hmm. So, like, when when the econ trait was treated as a reroll trait, it wasn't, like, the most toxic thing ever. I think it was when later in the set, like, the when they brought in galio and five like five draconic but then um when the three stars three stars got nerfed enough they weren't really worth going for and then draconic really became like it's i'm using this as an econ trait to go for two and roll for um my five costs then it got pre-sketched and like shunter shunter very famously was like one tricking draconic at different points um would have have Heimer on 4-2 a lot of games mm -hmm. um and yeah. that's but uh, and you would also but also having like the big jackpot of like this this huge bailout which that huge bailout fun fact almost single-handedly spent sent Spencer to Worlds um <laughs> and we can we can talk about that like how and how draconic like it had its impact on competitive in North America like um and it's it does also kind of um play into how the skill the skill ceiling 
of Draconic still existed, just the skill floor got raised. And for those of you who don't know, the last game of Set 5 Regionals, Spencer looked like he was going hard 8th, but had a 5-turn dr uh, 5 Draconic Egg on bench. It hatched, got like double Nikos and 5 item components. He actually double Nico Garen. He double Nico Garen, which I do think is the like skill, slight skills part of him playing Draconic that game. Like not a lot of people would recognize Garen, like double Nicoing the Garen is my out here. Um, he double decoded the Garen, and I feel like I vaguely remember he went he went first that game, right? I don't remember. Um, let me, let me double check. I want my information right here. Um, <laughs> finals. I'm checking Liquipedia. He no, he went second, but that was right because Robin went one 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 lag one one. Oh um, right, yeah 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 yeah. That was, but the, the, that was that one. But the second was enough to win him tiebreaker over Pocky. Which, like, um, cut, well, a couple plugs here. Uh, Gangly just released a video on who he thinks is the best um, tournament player in the server. Spoiler, he picked Spencer, and I agree with it. I do think, like, it also excellently made video, like, yeah, it was a great Sh video. Shameless yeah. plug for, for our boy cool. Gangly. Like, it's such yeah. a good video. It's so Please well done. It it's basically perfect. Um, and I do agree that, like, Spencer is the most complete and the best tournament player in the server. But, like, he, and he displayed a little bit of skill playing out of that five-turn Draconic egg, but Pocky also got third with a Velkaz one. And he lost the tiebreaker to go to Worlds. Like, Pocky played out of his mind that day. If Pocky hadn't played Sin Callista, Pocky, he would have gone to Worlds instead of Spencer. Yeah, what was that Sin hey, Callista? No, no Sin Callista. <laughs> the Sin Callista was not good, by the way. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, so. I mean, so Draconic, Draconic was... I think, I think the thing about Econ Traits is that in set 4 and 5, they had lasting impacts on the competitive scene right like we, we we've seen them affect the competitive scene um not necessarily in like like a bad way right just you know they are traits that you play for probably a bad way um yeah. they didn't have like they didn't warp the competitive scene they affected, but it yeah. had its impact yes which, exactly like exactly. i don't it, it's real it's really hard to grapple with like you and Spencer more like he more or less opted into playing Draconic, and he got he got this big fat reward for it that he played well with. But it's hard to grapple with when the alternative of who we could have sent to Worlds is this guy who just played out of his mind without needing Draconic and played out of his mind from some pretty low roll spots too. So it's it had its effect, and at the end of the day, was. Was Spencer deserving of going to Worlds? I I don't think anyone's upset that like with the player we sent. Like you look at Spencer's set a five. Player. Look think, at set five. Like I'm, I'm not upset at all about Spencer going to Worlds. It's just a bit hard to grapple with the manner in which he ended up going to Worlds, where he 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 got to Worlds. He the margin for him was off this econ trait that he got a giant bailout out of. Mm. And like it's just like from a competitive standpoint, it really feels like you know what comes out of these types of econ traits, they're not in the player's control really, and that's sort of the thing. Like the thing you you kind of opt into 
playing into this RNG element. So it's not, it's like, as a, as a competitor, it kind of feels more so like, uh, how, how, how can you say it? It, it, it still takes skill, not, not to say it doesn't take skill to recognize that you can play it, but like once it's in, you're really at the mercy of sort of RNG and yeah when that plays a factor into like these like really high stakes competitive situations it, it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth you know like mm -hmm. uh it can be I, I think it can be odd as well or awkward because so it's, we can start talking about six six here as well because merc is a thing which i'm it has not had like to my knowledge a great effect on competitive TFT in set six so far. I haven't really seen. I don't uh, remember. The first was patch, it in the first patch? Merc was in auto top four, or was it? Was it played a lot in Piltover Cup? I don't remember. Yeah, it was played a lot. Like a was lot, it? A lot. I, okay, yeah. I'm not having like any of my lobbies, yeah. but Piltover I, I was Cup, lucky, I guess. My lobby, straight up, there there were like several players just spam. Oh right, I do remember. Uh, what was it? Who was the player who in your lobby got like it was more of like every game? Started K. Uh no, they were probably off on ladder as well. No, th yeah, they're 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 on ladder. Um, definitely hit rank one after that. I had I feel so bad. Yes, Kagero. Oh Kagero. yeah, Kagero. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were uh, yeah, they were like like twenty out of twenty work in in turn and in that day, right? They just had mark every game yeah, or something. They straight up like one 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 one. one yeah. Uh, so I guess I, yeah, I think that it does has had has had like, large it was effects. Really, on. really, really busted. Like. Yeah. Like and you know, right now it's still pretty pretty broken. It's pretty broken. You get it early. Yeah. Um but there is like you get a GP. It, it's it's not just like uh I get a GP, I'll lose streak, farm some gold. It was straight up, I'll lose a couple rounds. The moment I hit my cash out, I'm not losing a single round after that because GP is that strong of a unit and it's mm. like you get to farm so much gold with him. And if you lose, whatever, I'm going back into Mercs. I'll get some more gold. I'll dip back into the Merc chest and get some more gold with GP. You know, it was like that, that, that was pat. That was like the first patch of the set. It's like, you know, strong GP, strong MF. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that is we're now we're getting into the issue of the econ traits this set. Which is that there's two of them. Yes. Um, which I think, personally, I think is a, like the econ, I have issues. We, I think all of us in this call have issues with econ traits in general, but we kind of recognize they're not going away. Like Riot has kind of recognized players, there are players who like the econ traits, who like that dopamine rush, and so they're just going to be in the game. <gasps> Kitty. Sorry, no. <laughs> this, kid, this cat is just staring up at me. Hi, she's coming back. Oh my god, hi. Oh, I can see her hand popping oh, up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay, we can turn the cat cam back on. Cat cam's back on. Anyway, um, but the problem is there's two of them in the game, which is, there's, we already had issues of like, oh, p players are hitting so many like three star four costs and these insane boards every game because there's so much gold in the game. Now there's even more gold in the game because the chances, oh, oh she's on my keyboard. Uh, nope. Um, but now you're hitting Yordles or Mercs on stage two, like 90% of your games, if you're actively looking for them. Um, so 
you there is and that's part of what created the 4-2 meta of last patch because of oh everybody would have like you'd infinite ha gold you'd and have if you weren't streaking yep. and you weren't playing an econ trade here's like if you win streak you can sort of keep up pace if you low roll the game and you're like not playing yordles or if you're not playing merch, everybody else that's quote unquote low rolling is farming like infinite <laughs> gold yeah and it's not even so much like three star four costs now it's just everyone has two star five costs and that and and depending on the lobby if you don't have a two star five cost you just can't play the game which is a huge issue because the like to have the chances of hitting a two star five cost are not great on eight unless you have a million gold even then it's not amazing but then like you high roll a little you hit your two star five cost you're good to go um but it's there's so much gold there's two econ traits in the game and one of them isn't even like it's not even like dopamine rush it's just pure oh here's here's a free gold give me some some gold every turn my hot take is that i think like well one needs to go in 6.5 100% like they need to get rid of either yordles or mercs i think it makes a little more sense for them to get rid of yordles because it's not the dopamine rush trait it's just, couple, it's just a couple it's just a couple free gold mercs, it's, it's no. there there's no way they take out mercs you it's also too many youtube videos with mercs <laughs> exactly it's also ridiculously easy to hit yordles it's two yeah. one costs and yeah. a two cost yeah and there's two of these costs and like it's it's very easy it it's ridiculously easy there's six yordle units you're gonna hit three of them exactly and like the, I, I think i ryrer has like done the math and by four two yordles is an extra like 40 gold holy yeah that's a lot of money <laughs> it's a lot of extra money like you basically get the gap from you get 90 percent of the gap from level seven to eight just off having this one trait in and it, the units aren't even bad. I mean, they're they're not great, but like you can play Vex. You can, Vex, you can win streak with Yordles really well. You can, you can like, straight up win yeah. streak with Yordles. Like yeah, it's not sure. hard. You can put Triss. Triss is a very good carry in the mid game. Hyperdinger properly itemized. Yeah, and then you just have that Arcanist core with a Lulu, and then have like another items on different Arcanists, like a Malzahar, yeah, yeah, and you're you're being chilling. Like, there, there are plenty of ways to like keep health up with Yordles, but you're also farming gold and you don't need to lose. And I, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I think what it is, is I, I think, I think they take one out. If they take one out, it's going to be, um, it's gonna be Yordles. And it's because I think overall, like looking at TFT is not just like a competitive experience and just like how much fun like as a game right which it is a game I think Merc is good for the game to be honest I, I think it makes it like it brings people back makes exciting content it's fun it's exciting in a competitive environment it is not he's it, you know as TFT is an esport does not want Merc in the game TFT is a game loves Merc in the game I don't think Yordle's nearly as exciting like people some people are like oh shit I, I want to you know Yordle one trick and that you know that's fun but not there's like a very small percentage of player bases like that compared to the percentage of player yeah, base that sees Merc on 2-1. Like... Yeah, that sees Merc 2-1 is like, this is going to be a fun-ass game of TFT. And it would be different if Yordle reroll was like viable. <laughs> Which I mean, I think it's, it's, like, viable it's slightly now. viable now, but it's not like, it's not a good comp, really. It's not a good comp in the way um any of the Draconic rerolls ever were. Yeah, Where, yeah. So like, like the... You can't really force it and be like, 
the intended time. use of yordles is to like it gives you units it's not the intended use if if the intended use of yordles was to just straight up give you gold it'd give you gold mm -hmm. but the intended use of yordles is that it gives you the units in order to let you potentially three star them or like or just or like two star them to push extra levels or whatever the purpose is it gives units the and but people aren't using it like that it's using the, it as a gold farm the wide majority yeah. of the player base right now it's just a gold farm but that's not the intended purpose and i think that's part of why it's going it's going to be the one that goes because like merc has its intended purpose of like giant cash into dopamine rush that's which yeah. like players love that the devs love having that in the game and it, it is fulfilling its intended purpose yordles is too much on top of that is not particularly exciting and is not fulfilling its intended purpose it needs to go yeah and yeah. like the thing about yordles if you really think about them like how should i say it? it it's sort of as if you know one the units synergize really like if you look at the traits on all of the yordle units and you compare them to like the draconic units it's night and day, right? Mm. Draconic was straight up, you get one brawler, you get one skirmisher, you get one ranger, and you get a, <laughs> a, a sork, right? Oh, like Or draconic units, let's go. What, what synergies did those units have? They don't fit together at all, you know? Like, what in the hell? Like, how do I fit a sork with, like, this ranger? Like, it, it's very... And that's the thing, right? Like, like, the units can't be strong. Like, the units weren't that strong together. But the thing about Yordles, one, they have a lot of cross synergies. You have a unit like Ziggs that has, like... The thing is, like, people don't care about three-star... Like, when people talk about three-star Ziggs, it's legitimately just... I get to feed this fucker to Tom Kench and get 10 billion AP. That's the great part about three-star Ziggs. It's not like, I'm not excited to hit three-star Ziggs to carry him, you know? Like, the unit isn't good, like, but, like, you're going to three-star him most of the... Like, if you're playing Yordle Reroll, you're three-starring him for sure, but it's it, it sort of feels like, you know, you don't really want to go for the three-star units for this, like, outside of Heimerdinger, uh, I guess Vex, when she's good, uh, and... Maybe Tr Trist if you're Tristory Trist is not well. bad at all. Lu Tristory and Lulu three can do quite a bit of work, but even like like Ziggs three, Poppy three, and now especially when Ziggs and Poppy are like they already were the most common unit for you to get now by far. Like you're most of the time you're getting a one cost. So like through the intended purpose of this trait, we would expect like okay, we want to use this trait to go for three star Poppy for three star Ziggs. Ziggs just as a unit is trash. Poppy, three-star Poppy, falls off a cliff around, like, mm -hmm. stage four, stage five. And, yeah. like, there's no difference between her and two-star Poppy. Also, because I realized, I might have been from watching Socks, but Last Whisper cucks her damage so hard because her damage is just straight up based off her yeah. armor. Her armor gets shredded, her damage goes down by 85% or whatever the number on Last Whisper is. And, like, when is the last time you've seen a Vagar on ladder? You know, I've hit Vagar recently, I just want to say. But, like, when is, like, the last time you've seen... Like, it might happen 1 in 20 games. He's also trash. Like, I would... I don't I think watched he's that bad. He's, he's watched, bad well, I watched Robin, um... I, I watched Robin play six Yordles, 
because I was while well, I was in his game and then went seventh because I misplayed and then was <laughs> which like and then watched him after. Um, but he he was saying like I'm not playing I'm not playing Vigar. Chow was begging yeah, for him no, to play Vigar right? and he did not want to play Vigar because you can't play Vigar one because that's not a unit. Vigar two maybe if you're level eight and you have a slot, but you can't itemize him. Yeah. yeah, you need you need Vigar to be good needs to be itemized. But by the time you get to itemized Vigar, a, a point where you can play Vigar, you don't have items to spare for him. If you were to play AP on him, that AP is already stuck on Heimer or Ziggs. Unless you have you a remover, you have to. Unless you have a remover, you have to sell that unit, get the items onto Vigar. But now you lose six Yordle, which is kind <laughs> of the point. Yordle, and you don't need yeah. to farm anymore. Okay, you know what they need to do? Yeah. Is they need to make Vigar spawn with a Reforger. Or Ooh, not Reforger, a remover. Like a remover. Yeah, yeah, when Vigar pops up, so you just get a remover. Cool. <laughs> I would love that. I would absolutely That'd be such love a that. better... That It'd would... be so much better. Yeah. <laughs> but it's oh, just it... like, you know, yeah. when, when the set started... With Yordles at, I was really excited when I saw Yordles just because of Vigar. I was like, oh my god. It's so cool. It's, it's so, so cool. cool. I get to farm Vigars. And it's like, well, no, he's bad. The units are bad. You're rerolling this garbage and it's all bad everywhere. So like, why? There's no, re there's no real dopamine hit. Like the do the dopamine hit of oh my god, I finally get to see a Vigar, and then you see the Vigar, and you're like, ah, the dopamine's six. gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, like the cool part about it, right? When you saw yeah. it first, like, and you kind of wish that that's the way that Yordle, like the direction that Yordles take. Right now, they're just like uh. I'm playing these units. I'm gonna have fifty gold to roll with on four two. Haha, mm -hmm. -ha, I'm rich. And it's like one. It's like it, it introduces too much money, too much gold into the game. In my, it's just like it's too yeah. free. You know, it's just it's too free. These these Yordle units aren't even being appreciated. They're just like fucking cows. You know, you're milking them for. You're milking them for more Yordles to sell on the market, and then, you know, once you're rich, you forget all about them. You know, Don't you kill Peter. it for the beef. You feed yeah. it to Tom. You feed you legitimately just feed them to Tom Kench. That's what you do with the Yordles. You know, they're legit. They're just rat cows. They're just little rat cows running around on your board. Making Someone quote it. Someone quote it. The yeah, they are they are essentially rat cows. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, and you know, especially if you like your Ridge Streak Yordle, you can be like level eight, fifty gold on four one, and it, it's just like it, it can be insane. It introduces yeah. so much gold to the game, and the game doesn't necessarily get better with more gold introduced. It has to be, I think, a really, really solid patch that's very balanced for it to get the game to get better because there's more gold in the game. Um, because it, it does exacerbate issues, right? Because you have more gold, you have more options. It, it means if you have like if a set just is not in a great state balance wise and like it's just this big shit show it, it can be yeah i think the more gold in a game generally the more exacerbated the problems get and i mean that's that's you know a pretty generic statement and maybe and not always true but the thing is like when you have a trade like that that does generate that much gold it also sort of detracts from like a lot of the variety a lot of the different mm -hmm. play styles that you can sort of do use in the game like 
things like one cost reroll or two cost reroll really the value starts to go down when like you have these people that go level eight hit their five cost upgrades for free hit their three star four costs for free and you're out here with no gold generation with you know like a two star like a three star two cost and you're like well I'm just gonna lose to Kaisa two anyways, yeah. you know, or like yeah. this Tom Kent is gonna come over here and eat my Twitch three, and it's like, well, I just gave him free items. Yeah. It's really like difficult. we need to talk about Tom. We need to talk about Thomas. Also, when the, like when the amount of gold in the game gets raised, the standard of like of what a good board is raises. So, and at that point, it becomes how do I how do I cap out my board? Compared to, compared to before, which like hitting a standard board of like okay, I play around my two star four cost. I have some good up. I have some good units around it. Maybe a five cost or two at one star. Okay, cool. That's a that's a that was a solid standard board in set five. Now that just doesn't fly. It the the standard of what a good board is raises, and because that standard has raised, it becomes more playing around five costs or playing around insanely capped boards rather than. Hitting, hitting just a good baseline and playing for a consistent board every game. And when you when the standard of like consistent good board raises, the options of what consistent good board is, it 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 shrinks. Like you can't play around three star one costs as much because the the baseline for them as a good board. Oh, th that that's not the baseline anymore. The baseline has raised. Three star one costs can't keep up anymore. Three star two costs even to some extent, unless you hit a million of them. Even then, they can still fall behind. Um, so the it it raises and it raises also the tempo because people are hitting these insane capped boards earlier. It raises the tempo. It raises the standard of what your board needs to be. And if you don't, if you aren't playing the econ traits, then you just play at you play at the previous standard. But the previous standard just doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, I think the problem comes in when, like... So, I, I do this a lot, but we're going to do it again. Close your eyes and imagine. It's 2-1. Alright, this is your stage 2. Alright. You lose. You lose 2-1. You're like, okay, that's fine. 2-2, two, two, you win. 2-3, you win. 2-5? Oh, oops, I lost. 2-6? Oh, I lost again. Now, you didn't have Yordle in this whole time. You scout. <laughs> so you're at like, you're level 5, 10 gold. You need like an upgraded unit. And then you scout. <laughs> and Everybody's there's like, up 10 gold like 30 on you gold upgraded unit. <laughs> no, it's actually like 20 gold sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it just gets fucked so quickly. Like, if you don't hit one of these econ traits early and it's a lobby that's like, you know, all playing around this econ train. This is very exacerbated last patch. Um, but, like, if you didn't have an econ train on your board, you just fell behind. So You can even be win streaking and, like, fall behind, potentially. And not Generally, if you're win streaking, you're fine because you have so much HP than everyone else. Yeah. But, uh, it was so hard to get first. Win streaking, win you know, you're not, you're, you're sort of, what I like to describe is, like, you manage to get, like, a four streak at some point, and then you lose some rounds, and you're, like, maybe 70 HP going into round four. But you don't have the econ trace in. You're poor. <laughs> you're poor. You're yeah. poor. And the with with the econ traits playing into loose streaking, it just, it means loot. You already. I mean, the game is des designed econ a little bit around streaking 
in general because that's how you generate the most econ possible but when you're loose streaking with yordles in it just inflates how much gold you get because you can you can guarantee a five loss you can once you hit yordles like that's a guaranteed at least one gold each turn and part of the part part of the downside of loose streaking versus win streaking is it's not just you are sacrificing health you are also sacrificing gold to opt into a five loss versus trying for a five win. A five win in stage two gets you 15 gold because of gold from wins and the streak gold plus on neutrals. A five loss streak is 10 gold. You are sacrificing, if you want to guarantee a five loss versus trying to go for a five win, you are sacrificing five gold and however much health. Now let's say, for example, you have in Yordles, you get at least one gold per turn. You are suddenly breaking even at least with the five win Possibly, eight cheaper units. Be possible, and it's not just I have five. I got five extra gold from Yordles. That five extra gold also lets you make some interest check points you wouldn't have earlier. So maybe now it's now it's six gold. You've already surpassed the five win streaker. Plus the possibility of getting a two or three cost from Yordles. If the bare minimum low roll Yordles is. Dead even in gold with five win. Any any kind of possibility beyond that, you get a single two cost. You are now a gold up on the win streaker. You got lucky, quote unquote, with a interest check point that you made that a five win streaker couldn't because their board is more expensive. That's another gold. You now have more money than a win streaker. That's not how this is supposed to work. You are supposed every set up until now without Dracon like. Without draconic eggs hatching, which that that win streak lose streak, it didn't matter with with the eggs hatching, and you could build a win streak draconic board. No matter with yordles in on a loss streak, you have more gold. Ninety nine point nine percent of games than a win streaker. That downside of you do you get a bunch of gold generated. You have more gold generated than people who aren't streaking as much, but you have less gold than a five win streaker. That that no that downside no longer exists. You have more gold than a win streaker now, so yeah. your only your only penalty is the health, and the health doesn't matter once you hit your insanely cap board. Like this, this is what this is the famous Keen saying: one HP is infinite HP. If you were at one HP and you hit a stronger board than the rest of the lobby, and you're the strongest person in the rest of the lobby, that one HP is infinite HP. You win the game from there. So what once. The econ penalty of loss streaking versus win streak doesn't mad doesn't exist anymore. Then there's there's not as much downside to to playing for loss streak and for playing for loss streak every game. And here's the thing: you can play for loss streak every game if you opt into it. You cannot play for win streak every single game. You're not. It's not like every game you're going to hit a board that's good enough to five win. But you can guarantee a five loss more or less every single game if you just play like one star poppy one star lulu one star ziggs you're you 90 unless you're playing in china where they're just hard open and fuck yordles but even then they're, right now i assume they're just playing yordles <laughs> china china china's loved open forwarding forever they do but yeah. you can 90 you can guarantee a five loss 99.9 percent .9 of the games if you want to so you're all your only downside you're opting into now is a health penalty that's it. There's no also gold penalty. Yeah, yeah it, it also uh, like reduces some of this decision making. Even even if you're not loose streaking, things like 
do I choose to level on two three? It's a lot oh, yeah. easier if you're playing Yordles because you're like, well, I'll just level anyways because I make econ regardless. Win streaking. Win streaking takes so much more skill than loss streaking. Like yeah. there is, it's not to say there's no skill in loss streaking because there, if you can, there's skill in recognizing. Okay, who is who in this lobby is piss weak that I need to hard open for? Oh, I don't Maybe need to hard. Is I don't need to hard open. How do I save HP? It's playing around yeah. your H. The skill in loose streaking is playing around your HP. Not so much um the skill in win streaking of how the fuck do I maintain this win streak. Sometimes you're sometimes you're gifted like an insane three star or three cost upgrade early that makes it way easier, but you still have to not fuck up. Like if you fuck up your positioning, if you don't slam any items, if you slam bad items, there's so much more skill in maintaining a win streak and playing from ahead, at least within the context of win streaking versus lose streaking, that just being being rewarded for forcing a loss streak. More so than you ever will be for forcing a win streak. Just that it doesn't make sense that that skill in win streaking suddenly doesn't matter. That's my that's my tangent. That's my tangent. Not even tangent. To right? Not play the game for like a fourth of it, basically. You know. Yeah. And should and that be encouraged? And I think like there there are some games where like opting into opting into that loss streak is fine. Like sometimes you just don't you don't have an opener and you're deciding, okay, this game I'm going to opt into I'm gonna opt into just open for it five loss and see where we go from there. Like it's fine to have that option in the game of I'm going to force a lose streak, but again, you shouldn't be rewarded with more gold than win streaking for that. Yep. Agreed. I uh I do so with the the lost streaking getting infinite gold thing again last patch we saw a lost streak into four two with like fifty gold on eight and there's one unit that you could hit that if you hit it 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 kind of just you win I mean yeah there so, are a lot of units where you hit you win for like mostly this this one was the biggest offender IMO uh yes more than Kaisa. Thomas Kench still is. Thomas Kench is uh he what what isn't he really is probably easier to answer. He's your carry tank. <laughs> what what is that? What what is the what is the uh <laughs> the leak the leak <laughs> thing? <laughs> a, no know. no it, they used it to but, refer to um who who did they talk about? We need the copy pasta. Leak carry tank. He does everything. Uh, if you pasta. hit him, he makes you money. He gives you items. Like I'm gonna, we get to wrap, start wrapping up pretty soon here where we are, mm -hmm. um, getting further on time. But Thomas Kench is the but by far the most working unit in the set. He exacerbates like every issue with an econ trait, but he's like a five cost. He's one unit. That, yeah, he's like barred on steroids. He's a five cost that kills units, front lines, eats units. <laughs> Gives you, my, yeah. <laughs> gives you items. My CC frontline damage. My <laughs> rank is that TK in a nutshell is fun, but he is going to he's be fun. he's not he's never going to be balanceable. Like maybe in if they remove Yordles in set six point five and there's less gold in the game and there's less people hitting TK on like four one four two, then sure. I mean it's 
we had issues with Kane in set four. Um, for those that don't remember, Kane was basically an assassin, but after three turns, you could evolve him into blue or red Kane, and that's when he really got strong. That was so cool. But four one, the difference between four one and five one Kane was insane because you got the evolution around four at four five on a four one Kane, and you that put you so much farther ahead of the lobby than my baseline five one Kane. But mm. like we complained about it. But it wasn't as much of an issue because in order to see 4-1 Kane, you had to 1% it. Have you or ever like hit a 3-2 Kane? Yeah, like 4-2 four, four Kane, it was, off, it was off of 1% because you people weren't, you don't usually go level 8 on 4-2 unless you're wind streaking. At that point, you, you didn't have the gold to go 4-2 level 8 unless you were wind streaking in set 4. So at that point, like you hit the 4-2 Kane on the 5%, I mean, sure. Congrats, just snowball even harder. That's not an issue. For when you're loose streaking this hard and can four to get a Kench on four two so consistently, and when this unit this unit gets exponentially better the earlier you hit him. Yeah. So when there's so much more gold in the game that allows you to hit this unit early so much more consistently, that becomes a problem. The nerf that Kench took this patch is so fake because the problem with the unit he's not broken because of his stats. He's broken because of his design. So yeah. his, yeah. his design, once you, once you hit him on 4-2 and you have a bigger chance of hitting him on 4-2, you have a higher chance of just feeding him early, getting the ball rolling early, or having him farm you items. You get an extra, like, if you get an extra three components and 10 gold around, around by, by the end of stage four, that might be a low roll. That's still nuts. That gets you snowballing from there. You can win the game off a of Kench 1. That's yeah. an issue. When you can consistently hit this snow exponentially snowball unit. The exponentially snowball unit part of this design, I mean, I think it's flawed. It's cool. It, wouldn't, it is cool. It is, it is cool. I think the it's Pokemon. flawed. I think it'll oh, yeah. be, it will always be flawed from a balance perspective. But it's just like right now it's a bit yeah. too easy. You it's know? so it's so it's easy not like to like a one in twenty games. Early. It's more like a one in four, maybe. I'm I feel like I see a Kent last patch I saw a Kench on four two at least every other game, maybe more often than that. Yeah, like and then when you tie him in with like Mercs, when you already have this like big cash out sort of like and then you put in like a really good unit with mercs it's sort of like well top four yeah. for you good sir top one even top I, one think, for you, <laughs> I think they could definitely and then they can make it more balanced they, they don't they're trying not to touch the like the econ slash like resource gathering side of him i think you can definitely make him you can either say like he can only give you one component around like like he only eat like like get stuff from one unit around right so you get like one opponent slash like one big chunk of gold around or something like that and then he'd be i mean even if he loves broken i think he'd maybe not be it's tough right because you have to make him like still fun to play and good yeah yeah while what balancing if, what that. if it's yeah what if they scaled the stats you get from feeding him by stage so like if you if you manage to snag a one percent kench on stage three feeding him like you he gets a little bit of stats but not much Stage four, he gets a little bit more, but still not a lot. Stage five, you get the stage five Kench, then like the stats become 
like may, around normal. I, one thing maybe is that it should be somewhat of an investment, you know. I feel yeah, like the stats that true. you get from Kench, you know, I'll just buy this random unit in shop that I still make econ, I'll feed the Kench, boom, free stats. You know, one of the cool things about Kench is that you can feed him upgraded units, you get a lot. Maybe they want to lean more towards that and say like, okay, if you mm. want your Kench to really, really be strong, yeah, you, you gotta feed him you got, the good stuff. That's true. You know, you gotta high quality food, high Lots quality. Of yeah. None of Honestly, that like that random garbage awesome. you get from your shop. You know, yeah, and, and it might work. It, it could work. It's definitely. It sort of makes the feeding aspect of him a lot more fun too. You know, you kinda you go out, you try to get these upgrades in your shop, and you try to upgrade I gotta get this unit upgraded so that I can feed my Kench. Right now it's just like I'll fire any random garbage, you know. Half of these three star half of these three costs give him AP anyways. I'll just yeah. you know, random Vex, sure, why not? Random MF, sure, gangplank, feed him the Kench. <laughs> and right that's sort of how it is right now right it's sort of you feed him whatever you get whatever you don't really care he's gonna carry you anyways whereas maybe they can lean more towards the you got you got to give him the good stuff for him to really be be popping off yeah yeah be, be frogging off <laughs> <laughs> uh so we, we do have to start wrapping up here i guess at the end of the day uh econ traits i mean they're fun Right, Mercs is fun. Fortune was fun. Kench is fun. Uh, there's a, so the question um, that we can answer here from chat uh, is that uh, so Barbarian asks everyone always wants extreme balance, but if five cars, costs aren't fun, doesn't the set also become stale? Uh, and we can apply this to traits as well, right? Like like Merc or something like that. And the thing is that. A trait doesn't need to be unbalanced. A five cost needs to be unbalanced to be fun, right? You could definitely have Kench in a balanced state where, like, he doesn't give you 13 components. Every, and that's obviously an overstatement. You know, like, 14 wow. probably. I legitimately that? farmed two fawns off of one guy in one round with yeah. Kench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to, like, you know, give you a literal, like, like, he doesn't have to turn all your enemies into creep rounds, essentially. Yeah. Five costs can, can be, be fun. Five costs can be fun without like generating all this shit like what are f what are some fun five costs why am i blanking i mean jinx would I mean, be fun if she were in garbage you know yes, like think about how true. cool that is a i love all the five costs kamikaze's into the back line and like potentially could kill everyone too bad watching you can't kill anybody <laughs> right now watching a victor laser just like one shot a board feels so satisfying like he just goes like, pew, 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 pew. even set three gangplank was kind of fuck it was fucking satisfying just yeah, watching yeah, satisfying. you hit a two-star like, gangplank with good with like good items and you watch it wipe the board also once you've made the investment of like some of the um upgrades to his alt yeah that's fun as fuck to watch just boom buy board I think there are ways to make five costs fun without making them toxic which i think like is. the current state of Kench is toxic. It's a harsh word, but I think it's accurate. It's yeah. like he's like Lee Sin, and people had their problems with Lee Sin. <laughs> Don't remind me of Lee Sin. People had pro, but the thing is, like Blue Buff Tom Kench, that's Lee Sin. That's also fucking set for set. I think is the, like 
might be the most fun five cost we've ever had. That shit's so cool. He picks this guy up and just fucking body slams him into and the entire enemy team. That's and then he does fucking sit-ups for some reason. That's so <laughs> much fun. There are ways that units can be fun that aren't toxic. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I think I think like Tom Kent's design, I, I still really like it. I think it's really fun. It's just like there are things that sort of have to be adjusted. Uh it, it, it's not even like it's not even that he should be gutted, right? It it should at least allow the other people to feel like they can play the game, not just off of like this one person in the lobby that just gets a Kench on four two and then you know gets to yeah. shoot to the moon. You know, it it should yeah. There there should be like a progression there. You know, it really should feel like a progression instead of just you know and just I get a lucky coin flip. And then I get a free top four, you know, and, and yeah. it's really, it's, it sort of builds into this idea, right? Like off of two, one off of, off of creep drops, you shouldn't, you know, round one creep drops should not be able to determine if somebody gets to win the game, right? Like, and there have been points throughout TFT where that's actually been, you know, it's been the case when Yasuo and Riven were strong, for example, when you get mm-hmm. Merc drop off of creeps, when you get that GP and MF, you're like, well, one of one of yeah. you people is going eight. One of you people, I, I'm going top four right now, and it, it's sort of like, you know, from from like a from a dopamine standpoint, it's great. You know, if I can sit there at one four, hit these draws and be like, ah, yeah, baby, top four, let's go. You know, that as fun as that is, it's in my opinion a bit more fun if you get to win off of like decision making skill expression like from a competitive standpoint that's really where the like you know yeah. fun part kicks yeah. in when you hot, and hot take having like having some dopamine hits like that in the game like i mean sure it's not how those of us in this call experience fun in the game but like for a casual player you gotta have some kind of like dopamine hit like that every once in a while but it's just it's so often that happens and yeah the for a lot of competitive players or high level players the dopamine hit hits come from outskilling the lobby the the bits of skill expression like um like have keeping a win streak going because you position one unit exactly correctly when any other way you lose that round you lose your streak that that at least for me personally because like i'm such a positioning focused player like fine hitting finding a micro positioning that i know won me the round that's my dopamine hit like in set 5.5 cavaliers when i microed every unit correctly and won a round by like two health and i know any other positioning doesn't win the round that's the dopamine hit because i know i outskilled someone it's not the game giving me a dopamine hit for free when i did nothing to deserve it it's something i did and for a lot of competitive players, it's the things we do that give us the give us the fun and exciting moments in the game. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think I think that at the end of the day, it's good to have you know stuff like that, like like Merc in the game, stuff like like Fortune in the game, because it just it makes the game more fun for for because the game isn't obviously just top players, right? But I think they need. I think I think essentially, while that needs to be in the game it needs to be in a state where 
it's not just like the freest top top two you know, like 80 percent of the time you play it and and a, and a like high level library like, like it has to be it has to be balanced more it has to be more punishing to do it you, you can't just like say on two one you have three mark and because you want this experience to be really good for the casual players it's going to make it a really poor experience for the, the competitive players because there's definitely a balance there. there 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 is definitely a balance there you know honestly they wouldn't do this but like you could literally just say like if you have three mark on your board you take one extra damage every time you lose or something right like it makes it and like not literally you probably want to do that but it has to be there has to be more of a balance for sure with these easy contrades to make it so that it's not um it's not so free when you know how to pilot it because uh, you know in, in a game where like no one in like a a normal game that everyone's like you know silver gold level no one's gonna care if <laughs> no one's gonna really tell that uh that like this person hit two one more oh, yeah snap. <laughs> um it's just uh yeah and, and also that's having kind of having like having counterplay to this stuff is vital because like that's that's part of what yeah, makes ha, ha, that's part of what makes stuff balanced is having counterplay to it if someone if ha having someone hit something like that's standard i mean if they hit a three star five cost there's i well the counterplay is enforcer but well, the counterplay is actually hold the five cost before they hit it yeah right? like yeah. but you know if if i have this trait that draws me three nikos no counterplay haha <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> good job good, good luck trying to hold five of these units out of the pool when you can't even find like two yeah you know and like, i yeah. and i i also think about like kench and there's there are ways to counterplay around someone else's kench like building a qss so <laughs> and then plopping that unit uh, in front of the catch colossus exactly like playing colossuses and out positioning a out positioning a catch player putting the colossus in front of their catch so then the catch can't play the game that's legit counterplay is catch still in a pretty toxic spot even with that counterplay yes but there is counterplay that exists to catch and that's why i don't think we're going to be like oh just remove catch from the game straight up but there's no, there's no counterplay to Yordles. Like the counterplay to Yordles is is try to beat them as hard as possible. But even then, they're farming two star units for free, so it's there's, hard to do that. There's very little. There's very little counterplay to Mercs. That like, too. It's so hard to. The thing about Mercs, it's yeah. Yeah, it's so like, they they can open for it, and then the thing is like when a more when a Merc player rolls down, like if you roll to zero at any point in the game, you're probably gonna win your next round. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like, like, it's really when you're trying to go for some dumb stuff like 10, 11 loss, you know, like mm -hmm. 12 loss. That's when it's nine, even. But like, if you don't decide to do like take that risk and you go for the seven merc cash out more often than not, you know, it's uh, it's free yeah. usually, you know, yep. So while econ traits are fun, they're toxic, <laughs> and yeah, hopefully, moving because we're gonna keep yeah. getting them, hopefully, moving forward, uh. You know, I think they've, I mean, I even said six compares at five, right? Balancing has been great. And we're getting, the, the game's getting better. The scene's getting better. Everything's getting better set to set. So I'm, I'm sure where they're, where they're going to, I mean, everyone's where they're going to keep, keep econ traits in every set. They're going to get better at balancing them. Yeah. Hopefully. Interesting feeds, takes feedback. I positive. Or not positive, but just like constructive feedback. Not like, yeah, more dog. I'm going to come to your house and punch you in the head. Like that's that's not what you say. You that's say big yikes. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, they're fun, and they're gonna like 
the harsh realities are going to be in the game, but they need to be balanced and they need to be risky. Yep, very risky. More risky than they are. It's sort of like the way that I like to think about TFT is it's a game based around decisions. This is really why I was drawn to the game and why like I stopped playing certain other games because TFT has a lot of decisions involved with it. When those decisions sort of get dumbed down for like whatever reason, because you know you can choose an opener, but you have Mercs, so obviously you play Mercs a hundred percent of the time, or like you have Yordles, so you play Yordles a hundred percent of the time because you can get the gold. Um, when everything is sort of more and more in RNG, that's a lot when like sort of decision making gets decreased. But like I think you know with these econ trades, as long as you know the tft team continues to sort of focus on like we still have to have very meaningful decisions in the game and we want to introduce more decisions and sort of not make everything so clear-cut what you have to play here what you have to do here because you know it's straight up just the highest value thing to do that's sort of when the game gets up at least from like a skill expression competitive standpoint starts to become a lot more fun is when you can make those meaningful decisions with positioning with with you know when to roll down when to level and instead of just like what trades to play what board to play do you decide to play reroll things like that right when that stuff becomes more meaningful and people sort of have to make those decisions and it's not as clear-cut and they really have to weigh those options that's when really i think like it becomes for 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 somebody that's trying to like express skill a lot more exciting i would say yep and that my friends is everything about econ traits there's a lot more but like there's a lot more bring back bard and bring back set one pirates back in the good days in the same set bring bring back darius reroll that shit was so much fun (laughs) a set where the only traits are 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 econ traits take out take out all this nico garbage you know like why do we get nikos come on like (laughs) just just give me gold i just just give me like one gold around for playing bad units no no yordles where i can high roll all this garbage yeah. <laughs> exactly anyway <laughs> yeah that is gonna do it for us uh thank you so much to everyone who's watching listening um listening in the car at home wherever uh and make sure to subscribe on youtube uh follow uh, what was it again a subscription on on spotify following uh, something follow on, spotify. on spotify uh you know leave us a leave us a like on the youtube follow. video it's a follow on spotify yeah uh, like comment uh, and subscribe like, comment and subscribe <laughs> yeah. um you know give us your social security number all the, all that credit card <laughs> number everything all the above well, uh also and, and mom's maiden name quick big announcement uh i'm gonna be on team fight talk show next week next wednesday this coming wednesday uh so if anyone knows what that is it's another podcast uh podcast slash talk show in the tft community um it's gonna be on the giant slayer uh twitch channel again next wednesday i think it's 6 p.m pst 9 p.m est it's with uh doe and fro dance gonna be really cool so be there be square uh and again thank you so much for listening watching and have a great night kiss a homie to everyone peace